Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. My mom loved and loved Tony. My mom heard Tony on Fresh Air years before I met him and heard the whole story about his dad and how his dad was a drug dealer. And she called me while I was living in London and she said, I have the perfect guy for you. How many times has your mother said, I've got the perfect guy for you? My mom once told me she thought that I was going to marry John Hamm, which um, I'm still holding on to there. But Katie Turr's mom wasn't entirely wrong. She just didn't know it at the time. Katie, the host of Katie Turr Reports on MSNBC, had a fairly unorthodox upbringing. Her parents were helicopter journalists in the 1980s in Los Angeles, and she was often brought along on the wild ride. So when her mom heard this guy on a podcast, 
telling the story of his own crazy childhood with his drug smuggling father, Katie's mom thought, wow, this man with a crazy family is perfect for my daughter. And then Katie promptly forgot about this conversation until she met Tony years later. I told her I started dating him. She's like, oh my God, it's the guy that I told you to date. I'm Joe Piazza, and this is Committed. Katie and Tony ultimately met at work. Katie was covering the Trump campaign for NBC and MSNBC. This weekend I'll be with Clint Eastwood in California, tremendous group of people. I'm going to Arizona this weekend. I'll be all over the place. You were one of the only candidates who didn't campaign during the 4th of July. Pretty much all of them were up in New Hampshire, and you were not there. You've had uh, no campaign events really this week, no campaign events planned uh, for next week that we know of so far. You're not campaigning that much. How can anybody take you seriously if you're not out there showing your face? Because I'm doing television with you, and I am up there actually a lot, and I watched them up there uh, walking the streets, and it didn't mean anything, and I was actually getting more news coverage than anybody else by far because I'm the one that brought up the whole situation. And Tony was working at the network as a writer after spending years working for Newsweek. Tony still considered himself a writer with a capital W, a very serious writer, even though he was just starting to dabble in television. So I was sitting in the makeup room and I had like half of my face done. My hair was in curlers and I'm just obsessively scrolling through my phone because this is the Trump era and you have to pay attention. And I looked up at the television and there on screen, on mute, was I think the most handsome man I've ever seen in my entire life. He had this thick brown hair and he had a nice square jaw and he wore glasses and a tweed blazer. He looked very writerly like Indiana Jones. And I yelled in the middle of the makeup room, who the fuck is that? Makeup girls, women were, they all looked up and they said, oh, that's Tony. We all have a crush on Tony. And I said, does he work here? How have I never seen him before? How don't, how do I not know him? And they said, yeah, he does this or that and blah, blah, blah. And in a couple minutes later walks well, Tony okay. DeCopel. But I, before the couple minutes later, I think necessary context is I had the glasses on and the blazer on because I was at that time aggressively identifying as a writer with a capital W who was going to be very serious and professorial and only was doing TV because the print writing world was collapsing all around me and I still needed to make money. And so I was like, okay, I'll try it. This so is how he tells it. So it's important to know that the fact that the TV was on mute is really key to us meeting because she liked what she saw. She would not have liked what she was hearing because I was true. terrible, terrible, terrible at TV. 
And I knew I was terrible. So when I walked off set after that appearance and into the makeup room, I walked in as I do all the time in those days, which is dejected and disappointed in my own performance. I didn't care. I I just was like, I, I was shocked into silence. And I saw him standing next to me and I couldn't even say anything. I was just like giggling. And one of the stylists said, Tony, have you met Katie? And he looked over at me and he said something like, oh, you covered Trump. Crazy interview. And I just remember being completely, like running from the makeup room to my friend Brad, who worked at Nightly News at the time, and saying, who is Tony DeCoppola? Let's Google him right now. And, and I walked out of there, still in my own head, still thinking about how terrible my appearance was on TV, how desperately I needed to make TV work, how much I hated the fact that I had to make TV work because I still was so in love with writing. And then it wasn't until like 11 p.m., 11.30, maybe even midnight that night that I had a drink by myself at home. And I thought, huh, that girl in the makeup room, why did they introduce me? They've never introduced me to anybody. There might be something there. So then I Googled her. <laughs> and then I think I followed you. I didn't You followed me on Twitter you. at like yeah. midnight and I thought, oh, it's on. I keep following me on Twitter, yeah. but I was not, I was gonna play a game. You know, I wasn't gonna follow him back immediately. I was gonna let it simmer for a minute. And then I would follow him back and then he would reach out. And so eventually I followed him back. I think it was maybe the next day. I didn't wait that long. And I thought he would DM me. He would slide into my DMs, and he never did. Yeah, I, you know, you I was not. You never did. Yeah, so I never why, did. Why were you following if you were never going to slide into the DMs? What was the uh, point of the follow? I didn't know what I was doing. All right, what you need to know here is that at this time, Tony felt like a real sad sack. He was a divorced dad living in a sad sack studio apartment. He was a writer who was watching the world of collapse around him and he had no idea what he was going to do next. He'd also just read this guest essay in the New York Times about a divorced dad who thought he was never ever going to date again. And I was like, yes, this is me. I'm forlorn. I'm on a canoe of solitude for the next 15, 20 years. And then then because I had younger kids at the time, I was divorced. And it was like, this is my lot. I won't be dating anytime soon. Anyway, so we see each other in the hallway a couple days later, and he smiles at me in this organic way, and I smile at him in this immediately organic way. And there was like, there was just like, there was a spark there. Something good must have happened, like, and this is just my good luck, like something good must have happened to me in the immediate moments before seeing her that made my confidence go up. Because then when I saw her, I was like, hey, hey, <laughs> ho, how's it going? <laughs> but still, he didn't reach out. So I being the impatient person I am, said, fuck it, I'm going to email him. And I remember I, that. I, I want to linger on this moment because there was a there's a short hallway by the makeup room. There's a short a hallway on the makeup room. And I and then and I came around a corner and she came around the corner. So there was no time to like see each other in the distance, get all awkward and yeah. nervous and pretend to check your phone or look away. We just locked eyes. And I remember it in slow motion, which is like, I remember the feeling. It was immediate. It was just like, it was, it was like, I knew him already, even though I didn't know you at all. It was, there was a spark. It was a spark. It was chemistry. It was amazing. So Katie spends a long time crafting an email that she thought was very clever and very witty 
inviting Tony out to drink any and all manner of beverages. Gentleman's choice. A coffee, a daiquiri, a Fanta. Do you like me? Check yes or no. All right. And, then, and I wisely chose daiquiri. I was actually in the middle of a conference call for Trump campaign coverage. It was, like, it was one earbud in my ear, and I was like also on this date with this hot guy. And then we, we got to the point in the conversation where we couldn't continue with small talk, and like in a normal relationship, you would shift into where you're from, what do your parents do? And because I had Googled her, and I presume she had also Googled me, I just cut to what I would have preferred her to do, which is like, look, we have crazy parents. I this right here was so wildly refreshing for Katie to hear and for Tony to say out loud. Any of you with crazy parents, myself included, and I am married to a man with not crazy parents, and he still doesn't totally get me, but any of you who do have crazy parents will understand just how much easier it is to be with someone who also has a wacky family. As I mentioned earlier, Katie's parents were the first helicopter news pilots in Los Angeles, and they covered some completely crazy stuff from the O.J. Simpson chase to the L.A. riots, often with Katie along for the ride. Her dad was brilliant and volatile, but often abusive. And Katie writes about this so beautifully in her book, Rough Draft. Grab the book to read the whole story. And Tony, he understood having that kind of childhood because his own dad was a multinational drug smuggler who used his drug money to fund Tony's fancy education and relatively privileged childhood. I would say, just as I hear you have a crazy father too, yeah, and like, I said, yeah, and that was yeah. the end of it. That was yeah, the end so, of it, and we didn't talk about it again, and it was like, I, for me, it felt like a relief not having to like explain my whole childhood. Yeah. And I think you felt the same. Because I was so tired of telling people who don't have a crazy childhood, like, the beats of my childhood and the predictable reactions of, like, ooh, oh, wow. And then, ooh. like, going back to the, you know, the parents for that boyfriend or girlfriend yeah. for you and having to explain to the, the parents that you're not used to this Thanksgiving because nobody's throwing biscuits at each other and storming out and saying you're never coming back. So, <laughs> so the whole background conversation, we just sort of put in a box and we slid it to the side, and then what did we talk about after that? I don't even know. I don't know. I think we got kind of tipsy, and then you ran off. We got we got tipsy, and then I was like looking at the clock, and I had to go relieve the babysitter who had my older kids. And so Tony just put it out there. He just put it right out there on the table over daiquiris on their first date. But Tony didn't want to tell Katie the reason he was leaving. To me, that was the absolute kryptonite for the relationship. So I was like, I can't tell her I've already got. I, the way I saw it was like, everyone wants their relationship to be a blank sheet of paper. And then you write the future together on your blank sheet of paper. But my sheet of paper already had scribbles on it. <laughs> there were straight pen marks and there was writing on it. And I didn't want to tell her that yet, that she wasn't getting a clean piece of paper. Spoiler alert, I knew. She knew because I she's, Googled him. She, but there's not a lot on the internet about it. I mean, you had pictures of like you, handmade cards you know. to dad on your desk, and well, it says you live. Your book said you live with your family in in Brooklyn. I mean, I think family implies children. Fine, but you. I think the giveaway unless was unless you I, live with your parents and extended, you know, aunts and uncles, which, which would have been other baggage. Yes. Right. Well, which probably would have been better, actually. No, it would have been, been wor no, way worse. Oh, worse. That's oh. so much worse. Then I'm ready to launch. Then I'm no. like, no, you're not. No, you <laughs> failed to launch. launch. Like the Matthew no. McConaughey movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. 
no, that's 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 not the guy you you want to go on another date with. But Katie, so you, Katie, you didn't say anything. But you're just you let him go relieve the babysitter and pretended you didn't know. I was like, see you later, bye. Yeah. And waited for him to tell you. So we went on a second date, and the second date went really well. Although I thought it was kind of odd because he was quiet the whole time. And we met at eight o'clock, and I thought, okay, we'll go get dinner. I'm starving. And I and he mentioned nothing about dinner. So when we saw each other, I said, can we get some food? I'm like really hungry. Also, it was the heat of summer and she wore awesome white jeans and a white top. And I had no, even if I knew anything about style, I had no money to make style happen. And so I had like a corduroy shirt true. on. You looked very handsome. Although in a I, I, definitely, had, I definitely had fall clothes on. He had the corduroy suit on. Yeah, I had like a, <laughs> I think a corduroy suit. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Anyway, we went to get dinner and I was like, you know, I was itching for a steak and he ordered like rice and beans. <laughs> like I have a side of rice and beans and spinach. And I remember thinking, is he a manorexic? Like, why yeah. is he not eating? Later I found out it's because you had no money. I had no money. So I was making, I was making a meal out of the sides. I was like, mm, five plus seven plus eight. That's but it was that still much. a very good second date. And he, we kissed and it was very romantic. And... He told me his favorite song was Travis Spritz, Great Day to Be Alive. And I thought, okay, well, that's questionable, but I still like you. And then I had to go. The older kids were going. They go to school overseas. And so as we were leaving, going walking back, I was living in a hotel at this time. And he walked me back to the hotel and he said, listen, I've got to tell you something. I'm about to go. I've the got kids these up. kids. Yeah. And I said, I, I know. I Googled you. And he said, but, I, but they're moving to Israel. And I said, oh, that I did not know. And it explained like this kind of hangdog look that he that he had, this sad look in his eyes. And suddenly it all felt very obvious. And then uh, I got to Israel and because I'm an immature person, I found a street sign on like a walk that I was taking through the neighborhood when the kids were in actual school. And the street sign said P-I-N-E-S-S. <laughs> Locally, it's pronounced Penis Street. <laughs> And he thought, you know what, it's I'm going to send this picture to this girl that I've been on two dates with. Like, so that's I, right. I sent it to and her. And I said, we've been on two dates and you're already sending me dick pics. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I was like, yes, this, she's awesome. This is great. I love her. I would have really appreciated that kind of dick pic. Would have. I would have fallen in love right there, too. You did have a deal breaker for him. You you told and when did you tell him? Forced I, him. Oh my god! Him. Okay, I think it was just, this was a uh, a little bit too much sake. We're sitting in a in a sushi restaurant in by NYU. It's on Ninth Street. And this was this was the date that if if in our trajectory, if I think we both kind of sensed it, like if we were gonna do it, this was gonna be the night we were gonna do like, it. Do it, actually, yeah. Like, it, do like it. this is gonna be like a this because potentially I think that there was already pretty a pretty heavy makeout in the hotel room before we went to dinner. Yeah, but we didn't. Do we anything. didn't do it. We didn't. We didn't do it. Yeah. But it, there was a lot of anticipation. A lot of in excitement. There. A lot of excitement in the air. A lot of electricity in the air. So we're sitting at dinner. I've had maybe slightly too much sake, just enough to make me loose and a bit unguarded. And I think said, I stupidly blundered into it and was like, I thought it was going to be a deal breaker when I had two kids, but it looks like we're going to have sex tonight. <laughs> I said, well, you know, that's not a deal breaker. And your your dumbass was like, well, what is a deal breaker? What is a deal breaker? <laughs> and then she lays it on the table. And I said, uh, no more kids. If you don't want any more kids. And 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 I, I took a breath. So I was like, this is a lot to put on someone on the fourth. This is, I would never do this on the fourth date. And like, I'm, how old was I? 32, I guess? 30, 
I don't remember. I was 31 or 32. I was starting to think about kids, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As a woman in her 30s does. Yes. I think you should lay that out on the table. I didn't know what the rules of engagement were yet for a woman dating in her 30s. And I just kind of blurted it out. And I said, you don't want more kids. And his face went ghostly white because he had two kids. And he was like, I don't know if I want more kids. And I remember thinking, wow, like this is over before it started. And I said, I said, that's fine. You know, like, we're not having sex tonight. I think I said, we're not having sex tonight. And the second I said, we're not having sex tonight, I was like, we're definitely going to have sex tonight. We're definitely going to have sex tonight. (laughs) And we definitely had sex that night. Did we? Yeah, Yeah, definitely the first time. Yeah. It was electric because it felt so wrong. Like, it was going, yeah, the relationship was going nowhere. So it was just fun sex. We had more sex and more sex, and then yeah. you were like, wait, no, maybe I'll have some more kids. Yeah, but then I did have a wobble. I did have a wobble. You did have a wobble. Yeah. Tony did have a wobble. He wobbled. He got nervous. At this point, his kids were four and six, which is still very young, and all he wanted to do was be a great dad to them. And so he told Katie that he couldn't do it. He didn't think that he had the bandwidth to have any more kids. Like, I couldn't contemplate anything more until I knew that they, their bond with me was intact and that I was doing right by them and that that felt stable and secure. Tony was also really nervous and understandably so about supporting a family. I was doing a lot of stuff for MSNBC. I was traveling on the road and and the work was getting some attention, but no one was making me job offers. My future was not at all secure. And so I told her like, this is a shitty situation. And in fact, I think you were fired at that point from technically you were technically fired from MSNBC. Yeah, they were like they were like your position doesn't exist as a writer anymore, but but keep going around on the campaign he got, trail. He got a literal pink slip in December and somehow managed to talk your way out of not well, getting because like the next, be, so I I was at the time I was part of the enterprise unit and then they eliminated that and they put me in the investigative unit and then they and then, and then they eliminated yeah. a job there and I was like, do you know I have other no, jobs yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, no, we'll get back to you. And they were like, all right, we'll keep you on. You go do that assignment and we'll let you know. So and then like they never let me know. A, he was living on a wire like at any time. At any time, like I was, I was a guy in a cartoon running and like the, 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 the bridge was collapsing behind me. I was in danger and nothing had been sorted out. So I felt like I cannot possibly continue in good faith with you because I don't know if I'm going to be able to have more kids. We will get to all of this after a quick break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Yeah. So we were at the NRA convention. Yes, they were both covering the NRA convention when Tony told Katie that he didn't think he wanted any more kids. Yeah, and so he said it in the middle of the night and we were we were sleeping in this hotel which had only provided us two twin beds and I promptly got out of the twin bed that we had been sharing cuz we were crazy in love and you know, can't sleep apart from each other at all. And I slept in the other twin bed and I said I guess it's over. And we woke up the next morning and I think both of us were still in a bit of shock because like there was no going forward from this. And I went to go do my assignment that day and he went to go do his assignment that day. I remember calling my mom in the middle of it and saying, this is what happened with Tony. And my mom loves and loved Tony. And I said that he said he didn't want to have kids. And she was like, well, you got to cut him loose. It was the end of that. Yeah. And so 
at the end of the day, I get a text message from you saying, can we talk? And I went to meet him and he's sitting by a grenade launcher. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you really love those metaphors, Tony. <laughs> and are like, really? <laughs> like, are we going to get into the foxhole together? And so we're sitting by this grenade launcher and I sit down with him and, and he says, I think I've made a big mistake. You decided to get into the foxhole with me and you were wondering if I was still willing to be in it with you. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I think you did make a mistake and we made up and I told you my mom told me to cut you loose and you didn't believe me. <laughs> and I said, she likes grandkids more than she likes the idea of you. And then some Boy Scouts went to go test out a flamethrower and that was, that was, that was it. That's it. That's it. I actually like that story of the grenade launcher better, even better than your proposal story, which is very sweet. But I like, I like, I like that, that one, that one better. It's, it's like too good to be true. Like, I know it really is. Picks up and then gets back together at the NRA convention. It's very, it's very surreal. That convention is incredibly surreal. It's, really it's the best thing to ever happen at an NRA convention. And after that, it was on. Katie ended up moving into Tony's roach infested Brooklyn studio apartment. Yeah, I, it was very small. It was like the divorced dad special in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Like, hold way. on, I got to get the goats out of here. And I laughed because I knew he meant cockroaches, but he was unwilling to say cockroaches. So, because they would really crawl around. They were big, fat cockroaches. And I thought so I'd go in and stamp my feet and they'd run away. And it was such a small place that... They would pile pans up under underneath the stove where the cockroaches would come out. So they would be blocked. They were not. They, yeah, but they got around. It was they got around. It was also so small that the bathroom had like the kind of sink you see on like a like a like a boat, like a sailboat sink. It's like a little corner. And then there was only one room and then half a wall where the bed was. And I remember when my older son's friend came over after soccer, he came into the house and he was like, "Where's the rest of it? Where's the where's the other stuff?" <laughs> Um, it was bad. It, it was, was just bad. small. It was small. It was very small. It was charming, though, and I didn't need anything more. I don't know. I, I didn't care. I just wanted to be next to you. Oh. It's true. They eventually found another bigger, less roachy apartment once Tony got a steady job at CBS. And Tony getting this job was probably mostly due to some really good advice that Katie gave him involving a tight black t-shirt and push-ups. At the time, I would look up at ABC, and every time they had a, a, a correspondent out, it was like a handsome guy in a tight black T-shirt who looks like they who looked like they had just done push-ups. I was I was pretty dejected. I I was wearing <laughs> thick chunky glasses every day, and like the corduroy coat that we went on our date with, and. And I was trying to look writerly, and it wasn't working at all. And I was getting on TV regularly, but no one was paying attention. No one wanted to, you know, make it official with me and give me a contract or a real paycheck. And so her advice was no glasses, push your hair up real high, throw the coat into your bag, put on a black T-shirt and do 100 push-ups. And she said this because I was at the border in Arizona doing a primary story ahead this of the vote there. And I, I was half joking with him, not really being too You were serious. not joking. The story is like, it's 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 funny, but it's also kind of horrible. It says, it, well, so what I it's always It's also say, kind of the plot of an 80s and 90s romantic comedy where you take <laughs> off the girl's glasses and she goes from geek to chic. Like, she's all that, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Tony does it. He did the push-ups. He put on the tight black t-shirt. He zhuzhed up his hair. And just a reminder, and you can Google this to fact check me, 
Tony is pretty hot. Yeah. He was a smoking hot single dad. So there he is, wearing his tight black t-shirt. And the very next day, ABC News called with a real job offer. I'm sure I'm still terrible as a TV person, but I look good. And maybe ABC News was always going to call. Maybe their intention <laughs> maybe was they wouldn't. that they noticed the guy with the corduroy coat on and the thick glasses. And they were like, he's our guy. I don't know. But the timing was that I did that appearance in that look at her recommendation. And they called that week. And maybe it wasn't the shirt, but it probably was. And he was able to parlay that offer from ABC into another offer from NBC. And then you can take those two and your stock is high and, and you know, play the mark a little bit. And I went to CBS and I was like, this is where I want to be. What do you think? I thought that you and your personality and the, what you like, your style would match more at CBS. And CBS has 60 minutes on Sunday morning. And if you were able to get onto one of those shows, you would be golden. And look what happened. You got onto Sunday morning yeah. and you were golden. It worked out very well. So, I mean, lessons here are, even if you're not really sure, if you're sure about the person, but not sure about the future kids, just go for it. That's the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And Unless you really don't want kids. Then don't yeah, yeah. Then you yeah. probably shouldn't That's, go for it. Well, but I mean, if you're really, really into the person, you can't imagine being happy without this person, then you're going to want all that they want. I think. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. The other thing is that that money is very important when you choose a job, but maybe not as much as path and trajectory and fit. Like if you get there, you're good there. Yeah. So Tony gets the job. They get out of the cockroach-infested studio, and then they decide to elope. We will get to all of this after a quick break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules 
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. We decided we want to get married. And after the Trump campaign, and I was writing a book, I was like, I don't have any energy or desire to plan a wedding. Don't want to do it. Don't want to think about who's going to sit where. Don't want to think about who I have to invite and who I want to invite. Particulars of, of who doesn't like who and all the drama that all goes. All the bullshit. So much bullshit. Yes. All the bullshit that goes to the wedding. And I looked at you one night and I said, can we please just elope? Can we please just elope? And you said, yes, that sounds great. And so I Googled. Dream, dream for me. I Googled best resort in America because I thought I'm not spending money on a wedding. I can spend a little bit of money on, a, on the nicest resort in America. And what we found was a place in Utah, on the northern end of the, of the Grand Canyon. And it was a place that very fancy. When you called to book a reservation, they would say, they ask you, you're Will flying you private. be flying yeah. private? And we're like, like, no, yeah. we're flying Delta. Can we send can we send you a car? Like, no, we got a Chevy Malibu. Like, we're good. Yeah, I got like I got I got a lot of Avis points from the campaign trail, yeah, exactly. so I'm gonna use that. <laughs> so we get there and we, we stay in this like this this hotel. I spent more money on this hotel than I'd spent on anything in my life. They used this very fancy hotel 
as a home base to hike up to an ancient rock formation where the manager of the hotel acted as an officiant to marry them. And um, he kept calling Tony Tom. He kept, yeah, like the, the paper was blowing in the wind and I guess I wrote my name too fast and so he kept, you know, thinking the NY was an M and he kept Tom Katie, me. do you take Tom? I was like, no, I take Tony. <laughs> But it was nice. We wrote our own vows, and we mine were shitty. And I'm gonna and we said them to each other. And we mine were bit, totally shitty. We I got a bit teary. I've I we got teary for because I love you and it was profound. It was perfect. But I I for a person who's made his living with words have utterly failed this woman uh, at key moments with toasts, vows, public declarations. I don't of know. Love. You did a really nice a really nice intro at the book party. I nailed. That was the really book. nice. That was really good. Yeah. I did that very well. I did my that vows well. were good. Yours were great. Yours were great. But like, I, I, I'm so glad that I'm going to be able to make it up to you at our 10th wedding anniversary. He said something once about how he likes, just say I'm marred provocatively, which I thought was a bit of an insult at the time. I was like, what do you mean I'm marred provocatively? Because I've got like acne scarring on my face. He's like, I just love looking at your face. It's like, it's just so interesting and so beautiful. And I said, yeah, but my acne scarring. And he said, no, you're marred provocatively or provocatively marred. And I remember thinking, like, that's a horrible thing to say. Somebody... It's so writerly. But I used it in our vows. I forgot how I used it. I don't it. remember. You're gonna get a better vows from me at our tenth. We're gonna re. We're gonna re up. We're Are gonna we re up. Yes, we're gonna re up. We're gonna Are we gonna a... be able to afford Almond Gary at no, this point? No, no, we're not. We're no, gonna... no, no, no one is affording Almond. No one, no one. That's a one-time deal. We're and we're gonna. I'm gonna get another shot of this. I'm gonna repropose and I'm gonna do the vows again, and they're gonna be perfect. I thought it right. was perfect the first time, all the way around. No, you hold yourself to too high of a standard. I thought they were all great. Okay, good, good. Never mind, never mind then. I love what you talk about in the book about the struggle to choose life over your career. Do you think being with Tony made, helped you figure out how to choose your life over your career? Yeah, I do think so. I think that there was something about him that felt so right that the decision was an easy one. I mean, I wasn't, between the options of going to the White House and covering Trump or staying in New York and being married to this guy, like I, obviously I would choose this. I mean, I did have some like wonders. Did, should I have done, try to do both? You know, what could I have commuted? But no, I mean, I wanted, I spent my whole life chasing after this career and dropping everything for this career and moving across the world for this career or spending, you know, just dropping everything and going somewhere for seven weeks or for 510 days, you know, just being completely subservient to it, surrendering to it. And at whatever age I was, 33, I can't remember anything anymore. You have kids and your brain does so much. 33, I thought if I keep doing this, if I say no to this thing that I have here, I don't know when I'm going to get a better chance. And when I look at the, my future, I want a family more than I want this career. I'd love to have both. I'm going to choose one or the other. I'm going to choose a family. I can figure something else out to do. And so I choose you. That's some, that's some pre-pandemic depth right there and reflection. Self-knowledge. Self-knowledge. Of course, at the time, I hoped that I would be able to do both. When Katie and Tony decided to start having kids of their own, they had a built-in deadline based on the 2020 presidential election. I want to do everything possible to make my career work in the, in the structure that I have built around it. I said, we can have a baby as long as we get pregnant by September 
2018. If I'm pregnant by September 2018, I will be back at work. If I have With the baby in, in, in the spring, if I take five months off, or at the time I was taking three months off, yeah, right. If I take five months off, six months off, whatever, I'll be back by the fall of 2019. And that's when things start getting geared up for the for the campaign season. That's when the serious debates start. It's a few months before the primaries. Like I can catch up at that point. I won't miss any of the important stuff. Yeah, it really weighed heavily on me. Looking back, I don't think it should have, but it did at the moment. And Tony, what were these deadlines like for you? Were you just you just like, yes, yes, we can do this? Or was that stressful? Also trying to make a baby is stressful. It was definitely stressful. There was one night in it particular. It used to be a lot of fun and then it was suddenly not any fun. It was like so fun and it was like, this is the one thing you're not you're supposed like, to great. do. You know, we have to have any, any worries. We're trying to get pregnant and do whatever you want. And then, but for some reason, as soon as that, as soon as all the restrictions come off, you would think it'd become instantly fun, but it, but like, I don't know, like the future is there in the room with you. And so it's like, it really affects Oh, we had some bad, 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 like we've had great interactions. We've had some bad interactions you're, where like- You're contemplating. Where like, I, I, we got into big fights. <laughs> really big fights. Like we're in highly- Over, in over highly, interactions that we had. In highly delicate, in highly delicate sexual <laughs> situations. There, there have definitely been times where it's been like, this feels like a job. I, I can't work like this. <laughs> And I like walk and I out. Was like a call job. My, call my agent. <laughs> a job. I'll give you a fucking job. Yeah. The job of not being answered to every time you speak to me. But there's also I also we did work for it. Uh, it was kind of job like because there were certain windows. Of course, everyone who's gone through this knows. He drove across the state once. I know because I, the timing was. Right. I did so. I did an evening news appearance in some terrible weather storm deep in New Jersey. Deep in New Jersey, and then drove like many, many, many hours to be with her for like thirty minutes, and then just get right back in the car and <laughs> drive back. for the morning show at the other end of New Jersey. Yeah, I remember that CBS Finance was like, "You don't qualify for the SUV," and I was like, "Well, but I really needed it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I had to eat that expense." There's nothing sexy about trying to make a baby. It's not fun. It is the worst. But Katie did get pregnant. I had a great pregnancy. I loved being pregnant so much with Teddy that I never wanted to stop being pregnant. I felt sexy. I felt bouncy. I was like, I could eat everything I thought. I like loved cheese puffs and I loved oranges and I just felt glowy and beautiful. My hair was thick and my skin got better. I thought it was the, the, the greatest experience of my life until I gave birth <laughs> and like, I knew giving birth was going to be hard but I I just assumed naively that my body knew what it was doing listen to your body it knows what it's doing and I thought there was very little chance that I'd have I didn't even consider a c-section I was like there's no way I'm gonna have a c-section my body works it always has worked why would it not work here I've been able to do whatever I need to do and it went, I got induced because my doctor said, you know, there's a lot of literature that says if you get induced at 39 weeks, you don't get a C-section. So I said, okay, sure. And she induced me and it immediately feels, it felt like it went sour. Like I didn't feel well, I got a, I got a fever, I was shivering, the contractions were insane. Like there was no build, it went from zero to insane in a second. And I kept pushing back and saying, I don't want a C-section. They were like, you know, I had a couple of times where like 10 doctors would come in the room and you're like, this is not good. 
<laughs> there shouldn't be 10 of you in here. And finally, on I think the second time that all the doctors showed up in the room, they said, you don't really have a choice any longer. We got to get the baby out. And they started wheeling me in the EOR and I was hysterical, like his, hysterical. I couldn't, and I, I just, I completely fell apart. I'm this, I always prided myself on being such a strong person and willing to face anything. And this, I suddenly could not face. And they said, your husband will be there in a second. You know, he's just gonna change into his scrubs. And I remember feeling like I'm never gonna see him again because this is all over. Like I'm gonna die, the baby's gonna die. Like this is, this is, this is the end. You've made a dumb mistake. You shouldn't have gotten induced. You put everything at risk. And they did the surgery. They got the baby out. I remember very, I remember the moments waiting for the cry. I think it was one second. It felt like, you know, a minute to me, but I felt very relieved once I heard it and everything was fine. And then she, the doctors sewed me back up. I thought she sewed me back up. She stapled me back up <laughs> and it was, it was violent, you know, like I, I couldn't move. I could not move. I saw other moms who had given birth vaginally and who knows what they went through, but. Also terrible, I can tell you, also terrible. In a different way. I'm sure it was oh. terrible, but they were, they, you know, they had put on pants and they were walking. Oh yeah, we can, you can put on pants. You can put on pants. You can't poop, but you can put on pants. You can put on yes. pants. They, <laughs> they actually walked, they had their own, they, they walked on their own into the nursing room where you learn how to feed your baby. Yeah, which I also I, can't do. So. I, I was wheeled in and I remember thinking, I look a lot worse than all these other moms. <laughs> What did they do to me? And then I got an infection. Kamala Harris called while I was looking at my infection. She was like, congratulations on the baby. It's Kamala! And I remember looking down at like the blood and the scar tissue. And I was just like, thanks. <laughs> and yet you still wanted to work. Because the Mueller report came out. You know, I'd covered the bar summary, which was totally misleading. And I had spent years covering the lead up to this thing. I was on the campaign trail when he said, Russia, if you're listening, I pushed back on that question. I felt like this was a culmination to years of work that I had done and I wanted to be a part of it. And so either he got exonerated completely or he was going to be indicted and in trouble. Something, and was, like, gonna something was going to happen. This was a moment of happening. It was a moment of happening. Exactly. And I thought, you know, you're on mitol and Tylenol. Like, that's fine. Your brain's still functional. Yes, you're bleeding. But like, I can put some bandages on that. Yes, you're bleeding from another area. I can wear a diaper. No big deal. We can go to the office. My mom can come with me. She can hold Teddy for an hour and I can be on TV from two to three. I can do it. Like this is totally possible for me to do. I was gung ho. I thought if they say yes, I'm I'm going to get in a cab and I'm going to go. I texted my boss and I, I said, you know, I'm there. Like, Just give me the word. I'm coming. Is it crazy? And he texted back almost immediately, which was unheard of for this boss at that time. And he said, you are crazy. You've been, you had a baby four days ago. <laughs> Stay home. I couldn't even, I couldn't even look at you. You, you were like, like you were an ridiculous. insane human being. But so we went to the, my Teddy's wellness appointment, got them all checked out. I had no idea what was going on. Tony was like Mr. Know-it-all in there. And I walk out, we go to get a coffee in the neighborhood. And I, and I, you know, I'm just settling into, you know, fine. Like I, I'm not going to be at work. It's okay. I'm going to spend this time to bond. And a viewer comes up and looks at me and she doesn't like, doesn't even take in the carriage, the baby carriage. She said, I've been wondering where you were. I said, Oh, I just gave birth. You know? She said, 
God, it must be killing you to not be at work right now. <laughs> this is like, this is the woman who definitely had been like her prime was like 1989, <laughs> and she had been through the wars on like work and womanhood. And I was like, see, Tony, she understands me. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, sees she was. Me. She saw you. She definitely did. She wanted you in there. She would have called. She would have called she for you. She would have demand. She would have driven you there yeah. to the newsroom. I don't think I could have done it. It might have been Murphy Brown. In Honestly, the flesh, I could have. I could have done it. It was an hour of television. It would have been triumphant. It would have set back all progress for all the women at your company. It would have felt like you were doing something in defiance of what every, all this the standard of not having to go work that everyone else had had fought to uphold. I know, you know it's true. I mean? It's true. Like that's kind of the problem, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, no one be a hero. We're all trying to live lives here. We're trying to live our lives. Well, that's here. what I say to the guys in my office because they offer the same amount of time off for women and men as long as you indicate that you're the primary caregiver, and everyone's a freaking primary caregiver. So I have colleagues like Eamon Moydin, who's an anchor as well, take six months off. It it shows the other guys in the office that they can do it too, and I think more more people have been taking it, which is. I think a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. That's what they should. There is a reason that Sweden is a much happier country than we are. Because all of the men fucking take paternity leave. And so, my last question before my kids come in. COVID happens. You guys are all of a sudden, you're both on-air journalists filming from your basement. In this room right here, yeah. Working right next to each other. What the hell did COVID do to your relationship? It revealed a lot. It revealed a lot. He'd broadcast in the morning, and the very beginning, I'd get up and I'd help him do his makeup and like pretend I was his assistant, like give him scripts, and it was like cute and fun. And I'd like get on the phone to his his team, which had been spread out around the country, and like help make sure that everything was in order. That lasted like three days, and you realize that I I wasn't that helpful, and I realized that I liked sleeping a little longer. And then I would come in and in, in, in the afternoons, and he helped for a little while, and then the same thing. I realized I didn't really need his help; I could just do it on my own, and. Yet he still kept coming in here. He still kept like saying it's the only quiet place in the house, which is totally not true. And he would one hundred percent is true. The only quiet place in the house was where I was doing a national broadcast. There's no other desk in the How whole house. How is that possible? The only quiet place in the house was right next to me doing a national television broadcast. Because there are children right above us, and then there's our bedroom, and there's no desk in there. Anyway, so he'd come down and. He would sit here in, in in this chair, except this is a plastic chair. This is a wood chair. We've upgraded. And I would sit like three feet away from that with the television lights on. And I, it's the middle of COVID. We're talking about terrible things. Everyone's scared out of their mind. And during one interview, I'm talking to some woman. I think something terrible had happened to her family. And I'm, you know, feeling awful for her and trying to talk to her about it. And Tony just like, as if he is alone just farts as loud as you possibly could fart in my... into, into a plastic chair. It reverberates around the whole room and it smells terrible. And I'm on national television and I am sure that I could hear it obviously, but the viewers could hear it as well. And I am desperately trying to keep my face together, wondering should I interrupt and say, I'm so sorry for that, my husband's right here, or do I just ignore it and keep going? I decided to ignore it and keep going. Somehow I kept it together. Other times he would pass in front of the camera, 
during commercial break, go to the bathroom, which is right here next to the camera, with the door open. This happens to me all the time during live during live television hits during my book tour. My husband is just pissing. Just pissing. Yes. And then he'd flush it. And I'd be like, they'd be counting me down. Five, four, three, two, flush. And then like the flushing logo would like pop up on the screen. Miraculously, no one heard it. In my defense, it, there is no defense. In my defense, in no my defense. own mind, I was alone. I didn't think anyone else was. In the oh, room. how does that? How does that sound? In my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I was alone. You know my wife, my in dear, my mind, sweet, beautiful I... wife, who I love so much. I can't imagine a life without that. I had two more kids with because I love so much. She's sitting two feet away from me, but in my mind, I'm alone. In my mind, I was alone. <laughs> this is what. This is what. It revealed about a relationship is you could there was no right amount of time with the other because I wouldn't I'd want to get away I'd want to be with her a lot and I was but then also other times I'd want to not see her and I couldn't like go to the kitchen and get a glass of water without running into her there and having a non-work to hear me leave the kitchen before he'd go up to get a glass of water and I only found this out recently because I, I would be in a zone, I'd be in a writing zone, so I would just kind of, I'd wait at the corner until she shuffled out. <laughs> and I would go in, and then I would get what I needed, and then I would God shoot downstairs. God you had to talk to your wife. Because I was in the zone, I needed to be in the Because you were alone. You were alone. I was alone in my mind. You were alone in your mind. Alone together. Alone together. That's our next book. Let's write that together. Yeah, I think if you can survive COVID, you're in a strong place. I think our marriage is better for every... We procreated during COVID. I mean, that's a good sign, right? Our our marriage is better. Every year gets better. Like, the, like our whole... The, every year has been a trust exercise that has paid off, and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Honestly, like, the intimacy gets deeper. The, the fights get stupider. The fight gets stupider, <laughs> but also more infrequent. And, like, the things that I... Like, I feel like I owe you for everything. And I feel like you owe me for everything. And it's like in that, and as a result, we're braided into this really strong What the rope, listener can't you know? see is me laughing hysterically. No, like <laughs> I, silently. you've done, I, I would, I would be still in that apartment in Park Slope probably, you know, I'd be, I'd be scaring away the. I another... probably would have quit the Trump campaign and gone back to London. I don't know what, I, I just know that I, I don't know where I would be right now if not for meeting I'd her. I'd be married but I, to a I'd French be, guy. My mom would be so disappointed. I would be in a lonelier, less, less joyous. And no, I agree. I'm being sarcastic. But I, agree. I would not be in the place I am. We are, so. we are a really good team and we love each other. And we have stupid fights, which both of us end up apologizing for in, in teary ways. I love you so much. I'm sorry. As long as she apologizes, <laughs> I will apologize about anything. Because I believe in, in peace with honor. Peace <laughs> with honor is the key to a healthy relationship. Always <laughs> apologize. Even if you think she's wrong, apologize. Guys, I feel like you just rewrote your vows. You don't have to wait till year 10. This is great. You just, just rewrote them right here, right on, right on the show. I love it. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza with a very special thanks to Katie and Tony. Committed is produced by Ramsey Yunt. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klang. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, 
give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com. That's jo at committedpodcast.com. You can pick up a copy of Katie Turr's new memoir, Rough Draft, wherever books are sold. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.